What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Shooting the Breeze. This is actually the first one that we're recording. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. I haven't talked to you guys since last year. Um, 2024, and I feel like we're, we're packing a punch in this episode. Oh, yeah, starting off with a bang. Right, and uh, that's kind of how you want to start out. You know, you want to start out heavy. Yeah, that's why people shoot fireworks off. Yeah, but you want, you want a good bang or a banger to go, <laughs> to go with it. And so uh, today we're going to be talking about a lot of, so I don't know what you'd say for this. So to break it down, basically, right, there's a lot of people out there that don't believe in God because that there's not enough factual evidence or statistical evidence Mm -hmm. to prove that there is a God or that Jesus was ever here or any of that. Right. So today we have compiled some uh, evidence that have, are very convincing Mm-hmm. and are, have a lot of statistics in them to prove that this stuff's real. This isn't real. just make-believe that we it's all real. just came up with and got together on. Like, this stuff is real. So Sawyer has some topics and some t- st- yep. st- woo! <laughs> yep. statistics, as do I. So, uh, yeah, you ready to dive on in? I'm ready. All right, let's dive on in. Okay, so I guess I'll start it out here, um, and like I said, we just kind of pull different topics. I'm There's take not notes while you do it. What's up? To make you nervous, <laughs> take notes. Just like, yeah. hmm. Okay. Oh, good. Um, there's no like really uh, rhyme or reason to how we collected this information. It was kind of like, oh, that's good. Like that. That you know, there's no way that's a coincidence. That's convincing, and so mm-hmm. we kind of wrote down, you know, about the topic or whatever. Just so, a few. What is it? They're just. It's just a few. It's just a few. Yeah. There's only like what five of them. Yeah. So, like um, so the first one that I have is cross references of the Bible. Oh yeah. And I'm sure a lot of y'all has seen the picture, and I have it right here. I'll pull it up here in a second. I'll show the camera, but it's crazy to see how many cross references there are across the Bible. Right. So these two, um, I want to say they were they were reverends, but they're also like some kind of like data analysis or data analysts. Mm-hmm. And so they like started putting this stuff together. And they found over 63,000 cross-references all the way from Genesis to Revelations. And I want to show you all this picture real quick because it's actually pretty dope. And it actually, it's cool because it makes a rainbow. and Which is, which is you know, God's promise Come to on. us. That's the symbol of God Come keeping on. his covenant. So this is, I don't know if you can see it, Sawyer. Oh, yeah. So basically you have all these lines that are jumping around from front to back, back to front or whatever. The lighter color lines up top are the ones that are uh, longer in distance. Mm-hmm. The ones that are like purplish or darker in color, those are shorter in distance, right? right? And the bar at the bottom, I don't know if you can see it with all the lines, those are, that's every chapter of the Bible and how they connect. So it'll be like um, this, this chapter connects to this chapter, and it goes even deeper from verse to verse. Mm. And so um, it's kind of crazy how... I mean, as you can see, there's um, over 63,000 lines here. Genesis to Revelation are wild. Just the big That's cr- and, and that's my thing is that, you know, a lot of people, and, and what, what's the significance of this, right? What's the significance? I just showed you a bunch of lines with colors mm-hmm. on them. Really not a big deal. For me, it is that people who say that the Bible was written by man and God had no part to play in it, that I just can't believe that. There's <laughs> I have no, a lot harder time believing that. We're we're smart, then, right? We've made mm-hmm. it to space. We've seen the stars. You know, we've done 
crazy things on earth man has. But that you can never convince me that somebody was able to make so many references between Old Testament and New Testament chapters. And people, and the crazy thing too is, right, so there's people that, you know, reference Old Testament from the New Testament. Well, that mm-hmm. makes sense. People in the Old Testament live yeah. before the New Testament. But when you have people from the Old, Old Testament yeah. referencing stuff that happened in the New Testament, like 400, 500 years later. Yeah. Because what's, what's it span over? It's 66 books over... I don't know the timeline, but I do know the last chapter of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. The time between the last chapter of the Old Testament to the first chapter of the New Testament is 400 years. Yeah. Which is kind of, which <laughs> so, that needs to be a topic on its own. Like, what, what happened, happened there? Yeah. What yeah. happened? Like, I want to see in Those, history. Is that what they called the silent years or whatever? I don't know, but I want to know like what happened in history, like in the books, mm-hmm. in history books, what happened in those 400 years that like there wasn't any prophets writing any books. Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird to me how that, that, that's mm. 400 years of just silence, of as nothing. you were saying. Um, it, and like I was saying, like, it, it's kind of crazy how all those old uh, Testament prophecies how they correlate to Jesus and the New Testament and everything like that. But just seeing that, um, seeing that picture of all, all of the lines, all the 63,000 re- cross-references, to me it's like there's no way humans could ever, especially in that time, mm-hmm. with no, none of the technology that we have now. Yeah, they couldn't like... Yeah. That's what I was trying to think. So like that 400 years, it's like me be like just the skeptic in me is like, all right, let me think. Could they have like passed down information from the Old Testament? For 400 years to in I'm, that time? Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I mean, they passed it down. That's what do you mm-hmm. mean? What do you mean? Well, like where it's like, all right, we got to make all this stuff connect. You no know way. what I mean? No That's way. What I'm 400 no way. years, bro. I feel like mm-hmm. 10 years is a long time. And when were the, uh, I mean, I, I wish we should have had all this information. When were the Dead Sea Scrolls found? Uh, That was, that was, that was actually after, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was after. After New Testament. Yeah. That yeah. was a. Uh, Dude, I don't even know. But like archaeologists dig, like yeah. dug them up. So it's like it, it had to been the past 100 years. Um, yeah, that probably should have been something we looked into. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> but just, in, you know, in general, looking at all the cross references there, it just there's no way that it's just humans. Mm-hmm. Like there's a God factor. It's in divine. There. Yeah, it's divine. That's it's, the best word to describe that. Like. Uh, image right there, right? There's it's divine, yeah. And we're, we're, I mean, humans are like I said, they're we're crazy smart, but we're not that way. We, we <laughs> yeah. ain't like that. We we're, don't have that sort of foresight. Yeah, we're not cracked. Like God had a part to play in this. The Holy Spirit had a part to play in this. And I mean, that's why it all correlates the way it does, and has sixty three thousand references. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my first one. Um, just because I feel like that eliminates um uh, the question of or like the uh, accusation that people are like, oh well. Men, men just came up with it. Yeah, we, men just came up it. with the Bible. Like, that makes no sense. Like, come on. No, that makes no sense. <laughs> come on. Um. So what you got? All right, so this one is more so on the, you know, there's some people who say, like, all right, they'll admit that Jesus was, uh, you know, on earth, but they won't admit the, that he's the Messiah and that he fulfilled all these prophecies. Like, people will say that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, Jesus was a historical figure, and that's all he was. Right. Like, people like to make that argument. So this kind of clears that up. So. In an article entitled, the, uh, let me make sure I pronounce this word right, uh, Messianic? Messianic? Oh, uh, no. Uh, oh, oh, gosh. I know how to say it. Oh, my gosh. Mes- it's not, you, you were close when you said it the first time. Messianic? Messianic? Oh, my gosh. All right. Just- Messianic. 
It's something close to that. I don't know if that's exactly how you say it, but it's something close to that. All right, we'll just go with it. I don't know, but yeah, go we'll ahead. just go with it. Um, Prophecy Fulfilled by Harry R. Osborne, and he quoted some of Josh McDowell's findings. The article, uh, in part, had the following to say. All right, so buckle up. Here we go. Okay. The facts concerning the life and death of Jesus were foretold long before his coming and fulfilled in exact detail. Those prophecies are commonly called, here's that word again, uh, messianic. I you're hope close. That's right. I, hope that's I think right. you're on top of prophecies. <laughs> Jesus repeatedly referred to the fact that the scriptures of the Old Testament spoke of him. All of the gospel accounts contain statements by Jesus claiming to fulfill various prophecies concerning him from the Old Testament. Those prophecies from the Old Testament pointing towards a coming Messiah were not vague or limited to one part of his life, but were specific, detailing a number of facts about his life so people might recognize him by comparing his life with the events foretold. Floyd Hamilton wrote that there were 332 distinct predictions which were literally fulfilled in Christ. 332? 332. Oh. So you would be able to go look through the Bible and uh, what was said in the Old Testament about the Messiah coming right? and the, com- the first coming of Christ, and you would be able to point out 332 things to identify that that person is the Christ. Because, you know, even, even the people like there when he came were like, he's not it. Yeah. He's not it. And then he just started doing more and more and That's more a, things. It's funny you say that because like in the, at the end of Luke, after Jesus is crucified, right? And they go mm-hmm. and the tomb's empty and everything. Well, all the disciples, they go, oh, where do they leave? I can't remember exactly uh, names of cities that they left, but they were basically traveling to one city to another. Mm-hmm. And this stranger came and was traveling with them. And, he, you know, it was... We know how the story goes, but the stranger was like, "What? Why? Why is everybody down? You know, why y'all all sad?" They're like, "Are you the only person who doesn't?" And you know, in Jerusalem, who doesn't know about this? Yeah. And they kind of explain what happened. And he was like, "They were like, we thought he was the son of God, but I guess we were wrong." The the disciples are saying this, Mm -hmm. and the stranger's like, "Bro, let me hit you with the facts." And it says that he like pulls out like Old Testament shows like where Moses and Jeremiah and you know all the prophets in the Old Testament. It's crazy. So even the disciples. And even know, the disciples doubted didn't it. know all those prophecies right. and, and stuff. And, and that's way more recent than it is now. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm a couple, whatever, yeah. thousand years. But uh, We I'm, just said there was a 400-year gap. So <laughs> Right, so at least, a, you know, a couple, like and 500 God only knows years. how much of a gap there is from, uh, you know, from there, there to there. Right, so, I mean, even the disciples had to have that little Bible trivia, like, okay, mm-hmm. we got to look and see, oh, Moses did say this about him, and Jesus did do this. So, right. anyways, go ahead. Right. Um, so, 60 of those are often called major prophecies. So, that they're like the big ones that like, oh, this is really points to, you know, that this man is Jesus. Right. All right, so, uh, of those, I have a couple for us here, not all 60 of them, but actually just eight of them, which we'll get into. Okay. So, the Messiah was born... Uh, at Bethlehem. That was one of them prophesied. Okay. All right. The Messiah was to be preceded by a messenger. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. All right. Got it. Uh, the Messiah was to enter Jerusalem riding a donkey. Also happened. Check. All right. <laughs> the Messiah was to be betrayed by a friend who ate with him. Jesus. Hmm. All right. Okay. The Messiah was to be sold for 30 pieces of silver. Also. That's oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. Just very, specific. very specific. The money was to be thrown into God's house and used for a potter's field. Wildly specific, but it happened. It, yep. The Messiah was to stand silent before his accusers. Th- that he did. Yep. The Messiah was to die by crucifixion. 
I mean, if you just take those eight things and you fa- like, you're you're limiting down the people. Oh, yeah. You're like, which def- we're about to get into those numbers. You're, you're definitely it's, windling people down. <laughs> it's getting crazy. All right, so taking just these eight specific prophecies concerning the Messiah, which honestly, those aren't even the most specific of some of the ones. If you read the sixty, right. like some of them are wild. But taking just these eight specific prophe- uh, prophecies <laughs> concerning the Messiah. Peter Stoner wrote in his book, Science Speaks, to show that mere coincidence cannot explain all of these being fulfilled in one man. He applied the science of probability to show that the chance of all eight prophecies would be fulfilled in one man. That probability was calculated to be one in, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to say one in 100 quadrillion. So that's like 10 to the... That's 10 to the 17th power. Yeah, I was about to say. So that, if you, if you want to think of the number, if you wanted to write it out, it's 100 followed by 17, or... It's 10 followed by 17... 17 z- zeros. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a lot of zeros. Which is a lot. Um, dang. It's a, it's a big number. That's why I didn't want to have to, like, sit when, here and go 100 and... I was about to say, when you get into the, what did you say, quadrillions? Yes, quadrillion. Yeah, which we don't, I don't even think, like... I don't know how many trillions that is, but it's a lot. I don't even know. The only number, because what is it? A, a billion is uh, uh, uh so a thousand six zeros a millions uh, nine zeros a billions 12 zeros yeah uh, yeah a trillion is <laughs> yeah. 15 zeros and then yeah whatever i think i don't it. know don't don't fact check me on that we already messed up <laughs> one like that before we already made yeah we, we messed throw, up throw back to that podcast we messed that one up. all right so it does not take a great deal of mathematical prowess to understand that one in 100 quadrillion, um, shows that the odds are heavily against these prophecies being fulfilled as a result of sheer chance. Right. Just happen to walk into each one of those. Yeah, like, just by chance. And that's that just eight happened. of them, right? That's just eight. Yeah, and yeah. mind you, um, 60 main, and it was 332, I believe, is the number. Overall? That, uh, yeah, 332 distinct predictions. So just eight is 10 to the 17th power that the probability of that happening to one person. Yes. Okay. So just to kind of help you wrap your mind about that, there's a little bit of a, an analogy, if you will, for this, okay? So Josh McDowell points out that the fact that it would take, once again, that number, 100 uh, quadrillion yeah. silver dollars to cover the state of Texas, the biggest state in the USA, Okay. we're wondering. That's not the All biggest right. state. It's the second biggest, but you got Alaska. Alaska's bigger than Texas? Yeah, dude. Wow. Alaska's massive. I learned something. Um, um, really? Dude, you need to look at it on a map. It's massive. Alaska is massive. I guess next to Canada, it doesn't look as big as like yeah, Texas but, next to Mexico. Yeah, I swear, like, if you were to take Alaska and like put it down here in Georgia, it'd be like Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama. Oh, right. Yeah, it's pretty massive. Okay, gotcha. Um, so <laughs> let me get, uh, so yeah. So, 100 quadrillion silver dollars to cover the state of Texas two feet deep. Not just cover it, to cover it two feet deep. I don't know how many quarters it takes to get up to two feet. Silver dollars. Silver dollars, I guess. A lot. 100 quadrillion. A lot. I don't know. Let's say, let's say they're an inch thick. You're going to have 24. Two feet. 24. 24. If they're an inch high. thick, that's a thick quarter. Co- I mean, that's what boy. I'm saying. But even if you were just saying that, that's, that's still 24, 24 high. Yeah. All right, two feet. So if you did, yeah, half an inch, you're talking about 48, 48 <laughs> yeah, yeah. coins stacked on top of each other. Yeah, okay. So um, supposed we mark one of those silver dollars and let a man with a blindfold wander as long and as far as he wished, 
but instructed him to pick up the one specific silver dollar that has the mark on it. He would have the same chance of picking up the right silver dollar as the one man would have of fulfilling those eight prophecies about the Messiah. That's insane. It's kind of insane. That is insane. Like, yeah, I know this was supposed to help, but to me, it still doesn't. Like, it doesn't do well. It does <laughs> do justice, but I mean, to think about that, like, people would look at that and be like, "That's impossible." Yeah, that is impossible, impossible. right? And it's so, impossible. my thing is, if you're the person who just thought that analogy is impossible, but you still don't <laughs> believe in Jesus, yeah, you got you got to figure yourself out because you got contradicting, you know, right. theology going on in your head because. That is what Jesus did with just eight of them. With just eight. I don't know how many zeros goes behind if he were to do 60. What power oh, to the 10? I don't even know. But that is insane that that, that I'm, I'm glad that they picked that analogy, though. Because oh, yeah, that's, that's like, good. Yeah, I mean. But it's, it's still, I still, like, have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Like, if you were to, I bet you they, I bet you if you were to do an analogy for him fulfilling all the prophecies, it would be like. I don't. I don't think it could be something you could do on this earth. Like, even if you covered the whole earth with, you know, silver dollars and sent a man out blindfolded to find right. it. I feel like it's even bigger than that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that there's an analogy that even exists. No, but we, we, ain't, we ain't got it. We ain't got the means for that. Right. Uh, it goes on to say that the fact is that Jesus fulfilled all eight of those prophecies and many more. We have not even discussed the prophecies regarding the Messiah's lineage as being through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah, Jesse, and David. Damn. Nor have we mentioned the prophecies of events like the virgin birth, or the miracles done during his ministry. Many prophecies about his death and burial remain untouched in this glance at eight prophecies. How could the writers use the pen to, uh, use the, to pen those prophecies know that one man would fulfill all those predictions? How could they see that precisely into the future? The fact is that they could not do it of themselves. They could not only succeed in such prophecies because of the knowledge of God, not man, or they could only because of the knowledge of God, not man, was right. ultimately responsible for those predictions. God gave us the evidence. Now all we have to do is believe. And then it goes on to say Second Peter um, chapter 1, verse 19, it says, We also have the word and the prophets as confirmed beyond doubt, and yet, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as it is a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So what it's saying is like, all this is there for you. Yeah, like He put all of this there to prove himself to you. Without even a shadow the most, of a doubt. Yeah, even the most skeptic, scientific, you know, whatever minds that don't want to believe it's true, it's yeah. there. That's my thing. It's like, okay, you don't want to believe me because like, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know how to, like, you, you don't want to believe me because you can't believe me on sheer faith. Yeah. Well, look at this. I, I'll, I'll make I'll it where you don't have to have faith Yeah, at all. I'll give it to you where you don't even have to have the faith. I'll give you the hard facts and yeah. like just give it to you like that. But that's my thing. It's like, even if you don't have the faith to believe in God, it's, you know, it, it's impossible to still not believe in him just on the facts alone. I've heard, I don't know whose quote it is, but they're like, I, it takes a lot more faith to be an atheist than a Christian. That's, yeah. that's the quote. I oh, I remember you it. telling me about yeah. that. Yeah, because I don't remember the exact wording. It's, uh, but, it's like... Atheist is something about like you just have to give him one miracle or something like that. Yeah, I see. That's my thing. It's just like that, like that song, "Too Good Not to Believe." Oh, yeah. It's just it's too much. It's too much. Like it's, it's too. too good. It's but I mean that's the thing. If you don't want to believe though, you're just not going to. Yeah, you're not going to. I mean that's I mean we know those people where you can show them the hard facts. Here it is, and they're like, nah. 
just because they're prideful at that point. But yeah. not calling anybody out. Just saying. <laughs> We're not know. talking about anybody. We we know those but, people though. It's like yeah. here it is, all on a pretty little sheet of paper, and nah, that ain't it. That ain't real. All right, what you got? So mine is so the next one I have is actually Roman historians okay. that lived in the age of Jesus that are these are like famous historians, mm-hmm. right? Like these guys were senators uh, for Rome. The, uh, one of them was actually a governor for, I'll, I'll get into it, whatever, uh, whatever city he was the, the governor of. But these guys were well-respected. You know, they were historians that everybody has, even reads nowadays, mm-hmm. right, if you pursue something in that, uh, in that area. But I want to just talk about two of them okay. that were uh, very well-known and that actually talked about Jesus Christ and Christianity in itself. So the first guy, and I'm going to butcher his name, but <laughs> we're going to call him Cornelius. I think his whole name is Pubulus Cornelius Tacticius. I, I don't yeah. know. There's a lot Octavian, of Octavian. Yeah, it's like, like super Roman, but um, we're going to call him Cornelius because that's the easiest one to pronounce. But he was a famous historian, uh, and he recorded uh, Jesus and Christianity back when he was a senator in Rome. So he lived in 56 AD, which is 56 years after death. The death of Christ. So um, he was still alive, but he was born before Jesus was crucified. Okay. So Cornelius confirms the connection between Christ and Pilate. So the whole ordeal with Pilate, you mm-hmm. know, wash his hands, free of this and everything. Right. And they were accusing him and they said, free Bar- uh, Bar- Barabbas. Barabbas. I can't, or Bar... Yeah, that's... I think it's Barabbas. Yeah, we... we <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, I can't, it's like, that sounds right, but I can't say for sure. Um, Barabbas. That's what it was. Did you, right. did you just say that? <laughs> I mean, okay. I, not with quite that connotation, Barabbas. but yeah. Um, I pronounced it differently, but all right. <laughs> but he confirms the connection between Christ and Pilate and agreed with the biblical record that took place during the reign of Tiberius. Mm-hmm. So Cornelius even mentions in his most famous work called The Annals, the prosecution that... What? You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> It's A-N-N-A-L-S. All right, go ahead. So in his famous work called The Annals, the prosecution that Christ and his followers faced during that time, he basically confirmed it in his uh, famous writing. Um, The second famous historian was named Pliny. What? Like I said, I'm not... He has five names after that, but we're calling him Pliny. Pliny. Pliny, P-L-I-N-Y. Pliny was a senator of Rome as well as the governor of Bithynia. Okay. And during this time as governor, he spent... He sent multiple letters to the emperor uh, Trajan, and within one of those letters, Trojan? huh? Trojan? It's Trojan with an A, so T R A J A N. Trajan. I don't. I don't All right. Know. So within one of the letters he sent to Emperor Trajan, he mentioned Christians and Jesus Christ, and during that period, many Christians were actually being, and I did not know this. Many Christians during that time were being accused of being cannibals. Oh, so he so Pliny decides to go through an investigation and see if this like okay, okay. these Christians are starting to eat people and so he went to go check this out and he did an investigation on it and to his surprise he discovered that all those accusations were incorrect. Okay, like people were just trying to basically do what they're doing. Defame Christ, yeah, Christians, like, ba- basically just like trying to now. literally as they're doing today. And so he um in one of his quotes or one of his letters, there's a direct quote 
that says they declare the total of their guilt. So he's describing what Christians are doing. Instead mm-hmm. of being cannibals, he actually described what they were actually doing. Okay. And he said they declared that the total of their guilt or error amounted to no more than this. They had met regularly before dawn on a fixed day to chant verses alternately among themselves in honor of Christ as if to a God, and also to bind themselves by oath, not for any criminal purpose, but to abstain from theft, robbery, and adultery, to commit no breach of trust, and not to deny a deposit when called upon to restore it. So basically, they got together not to eat people, not to do criminal activity. Mm -hmm. They got together to praise God and to promise to one another and, and to God that they weren't going to rob anymore, they weren't going to uh, commit adultery, that they, if they borrowed money, they were going to give it back. So he was like, all this stuff is baloney. He was like, yeah. all they're doing is literally making commitments to do good, like <laughs> to do the right thing. So, um, but I thought it was interesting that you know both of these famous historians, all they had to write about Jesus and Christians were, were good things. It wasn't... Yeah. And I like that Pliny actually investigated it and wasn't just like, yeah, they're eating people and send it over to <laughs> yeah. Emperor Trajan. He actually investigated. Those dang Christians are at it again. <laughs> yeah, those daggone Christians. Eating each other up. Um, eating them up. But he actually went in there and said, in quote, you know, hey, they're just trying to do good. Like, I don't know what the beef <laughs> hey, is. Hey, these guys are cool. Yeah, they, they're actually <laughs> pretty cool. But um, so, yeah, I feel like, and I, and I feel like the, the historian um, or this concept is, that you can even go back to world-renowned, famous historians mm-hmm. who lived during the time of Jesus Christ and when Christianity, the faith, began. And they're even, you know, justifying it, saying, like, they, they were kind of wrongly persecuted, they were trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, it, and even, even the pure mention of Jesus Christ, it was like, okay, he must have been known. He must have been, like, that guy, if, if yeah. you know, these famous historians are even writing about him, right? right. So, I, like I said, I just feel like it reaffirms that Jesus was real. Mm-hmm. He is real. He walked the earth. Right? He walked the earth. He committed no sin. And he left behind good, good beliefs, good values. A, a, right? Yeah, lineage. Literally and, uh, everything. following. Yeah. Like, what he spoke and what he taught were, it's not to, you know, uh, go against what the Jews believed or anything like that. It was literally along the same lines. He wanted them to do good, but let them know, hey, I, I got you. Your sin's forgiven through me, because I'm going to make the sacrifice. I do wonder if... The defamation, would that be the word? Defa- yeah, or, yeah, that sounds right. You, you're defaming yeah, somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, of the Christians in Rome, because it's in Rome, right? That right. Yeah, yeah. It's because, um, well, not to get too far into the weeds, but like when Jesus came, it made uh, Catholicism a little irrelevant <laughs> because yeah. you don't need a you don't need a priest you don't need you don't a, need an interceder he's our interceder right know? so i'm sure he definitely got some back so they probably were like trying to like we got to shut this down you know you got to come through through the church you got to pay the pay your dues so get your sins you know <laughs> right and i i don't know if people think about money today differently as back then but mm-hmm. the world revolves around money yeah it revolves around money now it revolved around money back then yes so a lot of people were probably yeah, they were trying to like um they were trying to justify their faith, but in reality, they were probably losing money or losing yes. followers or something like that and they were like, "Oh crap, this is oh, bad crap. for business." Right? <laughs> Jesus is bad for Jesus, business. <laughs> just Jesus is still in our business. This Jesus guy. Um so cutting the middleman. <laughs> right. So literally. Yeah. Um and so I feel like that's a, a course that's a, a great uh, reason on why they probably caught a lot of backlash back mm-hmm. then and um 
But yeah, shout out to Pliny. I'm sorry I couldn't that pronounce guy. your whole name, but I appreciate you uh, sticking up for us. Real heroes don't wear capes. Yeah. But he probably did. <laughs> he probably he was did. A he was a governor. <laughs> he was a governor. He probably did. Yeah, probably had a cape. Um, so yeah, what you got? All right. So our next one is, um, all right. So this one is, this is all pretty new. Okay. We talked about some old stuff. Um, okay. but this is all relatively new. Some might even say too new because it's, it's all still being done right now. Okay. So, uh, this is about, they might have found the ark on Noah's? a mountain and huh? Noah's? Yes. Noah's, <laughs> Noah's ark. That guy. Noah's ark. Um, <laughs> Jonah's Ark. No, jo- Noah's jo- Ark. No, Noah's. <laughs> yeah, no, Noah's Ark on top of a mountain in Turkey. Okay. Right, you ready? Yeah. So located less than three kilometers from the Iran-Turkey border is the Agri District of, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, it's D-O-G-U-B-A-Y-A-Z-I-T. Dagubaya. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Something Turkish, which I'm not even going to. Yeah. Uh, the, I will try to get this one. Dorofiner, Dorofiner, Finer, something like that. Formation is a 164 meter long geological feature, um, primarily composed of limite. The formation, resembling what is believed to be, uh, believed by many to be the fossilized remains of Noah's Ark upon Mount Eret, Turkey's highest peak, which towers at an impressive five kilometers. Okay. So basically, there's a big mountain. Blah, blah, blah. On the mountain of uh, Arat, or Arat, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, there's a formation there that they're calling the Durofiner, Durofiner, however you say that. Um, that is 164 meters long. It's a geological field, blah, 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 you know, composed of limite, which uh, they're saying that it's like the remains, the, uh, what is it called? Fossilized. Okay. Remains. So it's been there for a while, right? Right. Okay. So the Durofiner site is positioned 29 kilometers south of the summit of the great Mount Arat, or Arat. I it, mentioned in the book of Genesis as the ark's final destination. So I didn't know that. I didn't I, even know that the Bible even said where the ark landed. So I, I do remember a lot in the Old Testament, especially like in Genesis, mm-hmm. where it, and even in Exodus, right, mm-hmm. when it talks about like Mount Sinai and right. stuff like that. Um, they, they mention a lot of these geographical points, yeah. but that, they're not what they're called today. No, they're not. So it's like you, you, you read it and you're just like, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. wherever that is. But actually, I mean, that probably has a lot of significance because then you can actually prove Bible evidence by going right. to that location and, and you know, and see. My understanding is that it's still, it was Mount Eret, or Eret, I don't I wish I knew how to say it, um, in the Bible, but it wasn't Turkey. It wasn't called Turkey yet. Like, right. No, wasn't of considered. course. Yeah. Um, so on, the, on this site, the dimensions of the mound closely match the description of Noah's Ark in Genesis. 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high, which translate to 157 uh, meters in length, 26 meters in width, and 15 meters in height. So if you look, uh, it says 164 meter long geological feature. And the art was supposedly 157. That's pretty close. Pretty, that's pretty, pretty close. Pretty close there. All right. So according to the preliminary findings of our research, this is a, this, this is a quote, okay? okay. Um, we believe that human activity occurred in this region during the Calcolithic period? God, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, sure. Um, sounds right. Which is the Stone and Copper Age, if you're wondering. Okay. Um, specifically between 5500 and 3000 BC. 
um, Dr. Farouk Kaya, Kaya, uh, Vice Rector of Agri Ibrahim Blababad University, yep, stated Noah's flood is believed to have taken place 5,000 years ago, and our findings indicate the presence of life in this region during that time. So another something kind of like, oh, look at, well, right. you know, that works out. Right. Moreover, analysis of rock and soil samples retrieved from the site presented last month suggests the presence of clay materials, marine substance, and seafood dating back to 5,500, uh, B.C., coincided with the biblical flood. So, right. like, that's the only time that water's ever been up that high. Right. Is the time that supposedly the flood happened. In the Old Testament. In the Old Testament. And I, I looked up that mountain that yeah. you just said, and it is nowhere near the ocean. Like, <laughs> like miles. In my, like, okay, hold on. Uh, Caspian Sea is the closest um, form of water okay. next to this mountain. But other than that, like, there's no ocean anywhere near there. So, like, even if a tsunami of, like, just grand stature came through, mm-hmm. there's no way it's getting near that mountain. <laughs> getting near that thing. Like, no way. So, I always wonder, because, you know, supposedly there was a continental shift, like, everything shows this. Like, things not, were not where they are now. Right. In biblical periods, as far as the geological data, or, you know, geologically. Right. Or, geographically 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 everything was not where it was right um i don't know if the flood is what changed that i don't that would take further evidence yeah uh, further I, uh yeah that's i have no idea when it comes to like you're talking like so Pangea. it could have been even farther is what i'm saying if if everything had not been separated yet, oh i see it could have saying. been you know in the slap middle, middle who right knows? yeah okay yeah you're talking about like when it was kind of like pangea and like all our yeah, continents were connected yeah. yeah so I don't know about that. I'd, you'd have to run some kind of model back then of what it looked like. <laughs> some but, sort of whatever. But my thing is, too, is like I, we talked about this the other day a little bit, is like when you think about um, they find like a fossilized sea life mm-hmm. from like back in the right. dinosaurs age, whatever that right. is. And it's like on top of a mountain. So like, like how, do you, how do you put those two together where there's this fossilized sea creature on top of this mountain that's like 4,000 feet over right. above sea level? So it's like, and then they do their research and they're like, oh, it happened during this time. But right. then you go and refer to the Bible and it says the flood and you do the historic, you know, the lineage on the Bible. And you're like, oh, the same time that it says the flood happened is the same time that. See, just, <laughs> like, come on. It blows me away that people are like, that's a coincidence. Yeah, There's it's just no thing. way, bro. A whole flood that covered the <laughs> whole, whole earth. Whole flood. That just don't happen every day. Um, And so I. Yeah, that's that 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 is crazy to me. So they think that they found the remains. They of the think ark. it has not been confirmed yet. Um, at the more digging I was doing, and that's why I didn't want to pull like too much. Like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Um. But, well, I mean, it probably takes a process to go oh, through yeah. that. Like, arch- uh, archaeologists like having to dig through all that and like mm-hmm. to to you know, um, so they don't destroy it and yeah, stuff like that to, to keep it intact careful. and stuff. So, but it would not so surprise. Far, me. But so far, the head points like what we found is that it's where the Bible says it would be. Or at least relatively close. Right. Um, it's the def- old the age of the formation they found dates back to the right time period that right. the ark would have been would have, you know, landed or the flood happened. The dimensions. The dimensions closely resemble yeah. the marine life and some of the stuff they found up there all date back to a time where the earth was flooded. That was the only time that it ever could have been there. Right, right. So that's my thing. It's like 
And that, that's how they like, I feel like that's how they break it down. It's like, okay, we found this sea creature. Okay, they lived in only this period. Okay, mm-hmm. found that. Now, what happened during that period? Come over here. Oh, well, the Bible says there's a massive flood um, <laughs> oh. that lasted, you know, what, 40 days? Oh, they're um, all very like, they all are so codependent upon each other. Right. So they're like, when you find one, it proves the other, and that one proves this one more. And Right. So it's great. like, you, can't, you Almost, can't discredit either one because they literally prove each other yeah. by existing. So that's my thing. It's like, if you believe in, you know, if you believe in fossils, <laughs> like fossils, hard evidence, then you have to believe that that fossil got there somewhere. Supposedly dinosaurs are talked about somewhere in the Bible. I, see, I, I'm still confused on that. Supposedly? I, no, I believe. I'm, just, I'm not saying. It I'm, says I'm, talks about great lizards or something like that. Great reptiles. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still. And that's another thing we probably need to talk about because I'm still confused on the dinosaurs and like uh, just in the general, ice age. General? Oh, well, yeah, like the ice age yeah. and everything, and like where that took place. So I don't, I'm because I still like have a hard time correlating that dinosaurs existed, but we've also existed. So it's like where, when, where? yeah, when, yeah. what time did they go extinct? But I, mean, I bet you, would, you when I start digging, they say that they got what? What do they say that the dinosaurs got killed by a meteor? Yeah, and it caused like an ice age. And it killed them all. That's why you found a lot of fossils like encased in ice. Well, where does the Bible talk about God calling down a meteor? Uh, he does it on... Um, what's it called? What, where did... Speaking of uh, Jonah, where was he supposed to go? Bro. <laughs> I, can, I, I cannot remember. I put you on the spot. I, bet, I cannot remember. Nineveh. You talking about like Jonah and the whale? Nineveh. Nineveh? Nineveh. Nineveh. Is that right? Yeah, and they were crooked, and he calls fire down, on, and it destroys them. Oh, oh, oh okay. I'm tripping, he was sent bro. To I thought go, you were just talking about Jonah and the whale. We yeah, on two different pages. He was sent. That, the reason he ended up in the whale, well, whale, the whale, <laughs> the whale, whale, is because he didn't go to Nineveh mm. as a punishment. I'll have to reread that, because I'm, I'm lost. And yeah, because he was supposed to go and minister to the Ninevites. But they're like an awful people, right? Like they're like the He's worst. Like, bro, I ain't going there. Like, but yeah, he and no, that literally he was like, no, nah, I ain't going. I, I'm not going there. I, I don't want to be in any way associated with them. Right? No, you're getting there. And he <laughs> actually tried to go the complete opposite direction. Ended up in the whale's mouth. Whale yeah. spits him out at Nineveh. Checks. Yeah. Hey, that checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that because he he like told him those. You like, ever watch VeggieTales? <laughs> he was like, y'all just got to throw me off the boat. Yeah. He was like, that's the only way this storm's gonna stop. Y'all got to throw me off. And then there it is. Big old whale waiting on him. So, um, <laughs> chomp him up. All right. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Slight tangent. Um, so is that what that is that yeah, what that, you had? Okay. I mean, that's what I got for Noah's Ark. Okay. So the Suppose, last allegedly. one, allegedly, we 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 will get back to you on that when our archaeologists get to dig <laughs> yeah, well, in. We'll get our people. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we got our people on that. So we'll let you. We'll get back to you. But um, so this last one that I have, it's no, it's. It's kind of more of a coincidence, not even a coincidence, like similarities, I guess. Okay. It's nothing that you could be like, oh, that's hard evidence. Right. But it's something that, I don't know, kind of ponder on. But um, I don't know if you've heard about that microscopic flash of light that scientists had discovered when... We, we've talked about this. We've yeah. talked about this, right? Yep. So there is a... Scientists have discovered a microscopic flash of light that happens when a... And sorry, we got to get a little biological biological here. Um, When a sperm uh, basically merges with an egg, right? right? And so when that happens, right, that the exact moment that it happens, basically conceiving a child, 
conception. A, a super microscopic flash of light uh, emerges. And mm-hmm. this is a direct quote from uh, the, what, some of the scientists that were doing the research into this. It says, for the first time, they have proven that when a human egg is fertilized, it releases what are called zinc sparks. Upon fertilization, calcium increases and zinc is rapidly released. When this happens, the zinc joins itself to a small light-emitting molecule probes. In other words, it creates a microscopic flash of light. Just and a little. So, yeah, just a little. Nothing crazy. <laughs> it's not a flashlight. It's just a little. It's gone. <laughs> a little, a little um, but I like this because when you look into, you know, John chapter one, verse four, it says in him was life and that life was the light of mm-hmm. all mankind. And throughout the Bible, you know, God, Jesus and, and life are always described as light, light. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of found it like interesting that how, you know, the one thing that we know to bring life mm-hmm. is light. also brings light, right, also brings light. And we know Jesus is the giver of life, and we know Jesus is, is the, the light. light. So it's like, come on, come on. I mean, <laughs> come on. I know, I know. You can punch a ton of holes into that, right? But it's I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if if you have a little bit of faith, that's something you could get on board with, right? Yeah, you're just like, I don't like. I want that to be true. You right. know what I mean? Like, I don't like. I don't care if it is. I want it to be. Yeah, and I mean, I well, really, probably shouldn't say that. But <laughs> I mean, well, I'm saying like it. It's crazy that's how cute. Yeah, come on. I mean, it's crazy just, how like God and Jesus and the life like i said it, it all it's described by light mm-hmm. and of course scientists for the first time ever can actually look at this and <laughs> yeah. guess what it produces light, light. so Does life produce light yeah and I, I love how like even today like scientists and historians like they just keep discovering new things <laughs> yeah and all these they st- and they all still point back to mm-hmm. god like they finally stopped yeah, it's like they finally find something like, oh, this we're futuristic. We finally found <laughs> yeah. something to blow a top off the Bible. And it's like, oh, it just proved it's more real. <laughs> oh, <laughs> crap. Like we were talking about earlier. It's like what, you're trying to find something to disprove it, and then you find something, and it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> crap. Oh, we, we got him. We got him. Oh, wait, the Bible talks about that? <laughs> hey, oh, got once you find more, the yeah. evidence just keeps stacking up against you. Um, And, and I wanted to bring this one up, too. I, I didn't do a lot of research on it, but I Sorry. think we've all seen it. Um, the, the cloth that they found in the tomb that Jesus oh, was yeah, buried yeah, yeah. in. And when they started doing different, um, well, what's it called? They basically started looking at it in different lights, mm-hmm. spectrums of light. And in one spectrum, I can't remember which spectrum it was, they actually found the imprint of a man, right? Mm-hmm. We've all seen this picture probably on social media or something like that. And they said they have no idea how that imprint would have gotten onto that cloth because it could only be put on there as if it was burned in with light. So, like, because it was in a tomb, right? They're pitch mm-hmm. black. There's nothing. Yeah. But they were saying that the imprint of that person, it was like that person was just light, and it burned their image into the cloth. And that's why they could only see it through, through I can't different... remember what that scale is called. Um, it wasn't, it, yeah. A, we can't perceive it except under that certain... Right. It yeah. was like, it, it almost like put a shadow in there. Yeah. And you could only see that shadow through a under certain... That certain right whatever and of of course it's like we get so far up in here into the future (laughs) and we can we can now uh go through each you know uh spectrum of light and look at different things and of course they look at it and it's like there it is (laughs) oh there he is (laughs) oh um and and it's said to be that that is jesus and that you know it's kind of but my thing is like they they would have had to compare it to other cloths that were similarly found it's crazy that thing what didn't happen withered away 
that's my thing. It will, well, it's not just that. It's that, like, it, I want to know if they compared it to other tombs that people mm-hmm. were buried in and looked at that oh, cloth. Is and there see any, yeah, yeah was is there, there any of the same thing? Why would you not do that? Why would you not? I'm sure they did. Like I said, I didn't. reference yeah. yeah. I didn't do research on this uh, topic specifically, so I don't know. But I'm sure that they had to do some kind of, like, comparisons to different mm-hmm. tomb uh, clothing or cloths. But it's it's just crazy to me. But they said that it was a uh, it was put on there by like uh, the only way I could think about explaining it is that um, you know like when they dropped uh, the atomic bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima and people's like imprints were put on to buildings yeah because they just incinerate like they got in, uh, what's the incinerated word? yeah they got incinerated but it was because it was such a bright light that it yeah. basically printed their shadow um, onto the building uh, the old um, X ray machines did the same thing. Yeah, so it, it it's just it's just another one of those things. Or where, um, a Polaroid. It's not there until it. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is way above. I'm not yeah, smart I, enough for this. I, yeah. But it's the it's a similar concept as far as like it has to adjust to the rays and then it starts to. Yeah, like back in the day when they d- used to do those uh pictures and the guy mm-hmm. would get under the little cloth back yeah. at old times and they would do a super bright flash. Yeah, that flash was to burn that image onto the piece yes, of paper exactly. or whatever. Exactly. So exactly. it was kind of like that. So. But you can only have that with an, with even with the atomic bombs, with that camera yeah. that I was talking about. It's an incredibly focused light, or it's like a intense, bright, extre- yeah. extremely bright light to do some such a thing. So doing that inside of a tomb. What's funny to me is that it's uh, thinking back on um, who is it, uh, and he can't look at him because it's so bright. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah. It's not Moses. Yeah, it was Moses. It wasn't Moses. He, he didn't look at him. He looked at like I'm pretty sure it was like his backside or something. Like God's yeah, backside. Yeah, he couldn't look because it was so bright and like he was told like she like you can't you can't you can't handle it. Yeah, you can't and then also it. when he walked down the mountain, the uh, people couldn't look at him because their glory was on him. Yeah, so and, it just sounds like the glory. It's so like you can't. Well, they even said like he was like Moses when he came down. I can't remember the exact. We really need to read the Bible more. We, yeah. I can't remember the exact verbiage, but it was basically like he was glowing. Glow, like Moses yeah. was like he looked refreshed. Like he yeah. looked. Uh, I don't know. It'd Rejuvenated. be like Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know. It's like I can't think of any. He glowed up. I don't know. He yeah, glowed up yeah. on the mountain. The came, first glow up. Yeah, the first glow up ever. Actually, he came that's down so, the mountain. And that's he was, so cringy. He was just that guy. Um. But yeah, that just bringing it back to this this microscopic flash of light. I just feel like that's just another one of God's like little little details. Little, you know, in video games you have Easter eggs. Yeah, it's like the little yes. Easter eggs. I feel like God's just dropping them, and and as we're getting more advanced and stuff, we're finding them, and it's just the new update. Yeah, it's like it's never. I love that there's still those little Easter eggs in there, even as in our generation that we're mm-hmm. finding. It's just like just keeps proving it more and more every day. So. Yeah, basically this whole episode, we really wanted to, yeah, we talk about the faith and we talk about, you know, God and how we believe in it and everything like that. And we really just talk about the faith-based mm-hmm. believing. And we never really talk about the statistical part of it. Right. So we kind of wanted to break out. We're pretty out. logic-based people. We're yeah, pretty, like... It, we it, like it, stuff. We like... We like stuff to be proved to proven to us. Right. And even if you... Even if there's times in your spiritual walk where like the devil's like tempting you and you're you're starting to doubt your beliefs and you're like you're kind of getting unhinged, mm-hmm. you can still even if your faith is failing you, you still can look at the statistics and be like, he's mm-hmm. got to be real. There's not a chance he's not. And so, um, I don't know. I just kind of want to pull up the numbers, punch it in the calculator, and see oh, what yeah. we got. And I think, 
I think we got some pretty good stuff. And like I said, there's probably way more stuff out oh, there. There's way more. Um, and there's people who could do it way better than us. But. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's definitely people out there that can do it better. But uh, we just want to give y'all a little... Um, little pick-me-up for the year. Yeah, yeah, to start you to out. start the year off. Yeah, if your faith is, is a little off balance from last year and you're coming in brand new, look into these statistics and look... I mean, like you were saying, the, just the chances of Jesus fulfilling eight of the main prophecies mm-hmm. was... To the tenth or to uh, ten to the seventeenth power, seventeenth <laughs> quadrillion, so, right? Yeah, one hundred quadrillion, just a will. little one hundred quadrillion. But yeah, so I mean, just you know, look into the facts, kind of see. I don't know, see what they mean to you. But I mean, there's a great scripture that says something about this. <laughs> it's like, uh, it, what well, the seek and you shall find one. Yeah, it's like if you look for it, it's there. You just gotta look for it. I hope they keep digging to try to you know disprove the bible because they're hope. just gonna keep on picking up i'm glad i'm on the winning team man. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm glad i'm on the winning <laughs> team for sure so yeah guys that's all we really got for uh this episode of shooting the breeze but um if y'all don't mind go follow the instagram page yep um follow or subscribe to the podcast yes. and we will be back oh, and, and the tiktok and the tiktok yep if y'all didn't know we're on tiktok it's shooting the breeze underscore podcast the same as the instagram page and yeah we'll be back in two weeks with another episode yes sir See you.